Data storytellers. Today Excellent. on the show, we have Kiel Ramirez. Uh, Kiel has been a longtime collaborator with us at the Data Storytellers. He attended uh, one of our master classes. He had great insights. Our attendees loved hearing from him and hearing his war stories. And I guess we will explore some of his, some of his war stories now in public. Uh, well, first of all, Kiel, uh, those who are listening who have not been working with you within our community, what do you do over at Walgreens? Okay, well, um, thank you for having me in this conversation. Yes, my name is Gil Ramirez, as you said, and I have attended uh, classes with you guys uh, in the past. I've had a very good experience in general, and uh, glad to be here again. We're my glad to have you. Yeah. So what I do at um, Walgreens, mainly, I am in charge of a couple of our analytical applications and uh, platforms, more than anything else. Um, so technologies on the legacy on-prem side, new things coming up on the cloud. Um, overall, my responsibilities range from delivery of new projects, enhancements, new uh, functionality within our, our data platforms to also the operational side, maintaining these applications, making sure that everything runs um, ship shape, that we deliver things both internally and externally within SLAs and that uh, you know, just we keep the, the ship going. So overall, it's uh, those are my responsibilities. I deal a, a lot with people in the business and different areas of IT. My role really is more on the IT side than business, but I really, you know, as, as the analytical platforms usually go, we deal with many different areas in the business that use the data uh, to derive insights, to uh, do analytics, different types of analytics, either reporting on things that have happened, trying to uh, forecast the future. So a lot of things happening within our organization. Mm, so we'll definitely zoom in on that, like the intersection of business and data. Uh, before we go there, just also for more context for those who are listening. So how did you get into analytics? I don't think I ever asked you this question, but I would love to know, like, how did you end up actually in this role? What got you into analytics? And then how did your career progress over the years? Sure. Um, well, I think that in general, the analytical side of things has always been one of my interests. And I would say one of my fortes. Um, you know, exploring the data. I think that my engineer mindset has always gravitated towards data, towards mm -hmm. facts. You know, show me, show me the data, show me the facts. Let's uh, understand what's happening based on information, on data. And uh, through my career, mainly again on the side of IT, I progressed from you know just doing consulting, pretty much associated to uh, enabling analytical. Uh, functions, mainly dashboarding, reporting, uh, multidimensional uh, uh, models with data, uh, you know, 20 something years ago, 23 years ago, that's pretty much when I when I started. Um, I progressed from the roles of, you know, developing this, this uh, functionality, these applications, dealing with databases, with ETLs, with dashboarding, um, uh, tool sets into more of the management, both of people and data. And, um, you know, my career took me 
from uh, you know just on the side of I would say the front end of things uh, with tools like Cognos, uh, you know, twenty something years ago before it became uh, mostly a financial analytics type of platform. Um, through SAP, through data warehousing with SAP, through multiple implementations with SAP, into Hadoop uh, data management at a large scale with uh, Hadoop and now cloud technologies, and now with um, Walgreens for the last uh, five years in terms of you know, putting it this all in concert, I would say, uh, ensuring that data uh, makes sense that we collected that it makes sense that it is usable and that we distribute it uh, accordingly to uh, user expectations. So, different types of challenges uh, within this progression of my career. Mm, yeah, I can imagine. And you know, the data analytics profession itself evolved a lot, and it's really lending into now. Okay, the the decade of data is upon us. Data is a new oil. We've all uh, heard it. The, the buzz, if anything, is only growing now with ChatGPT and everyone wants to find more about AI and uh, explore AI. And I'm sure that we will talk about the specific challenges in this new landscape, but then how did you see the challenges evolve for you? So how are the challenges for data analytics similar or different now today to what they were in tw uh, like 20 years ago? For sure, for sure, uh, a lot of uh, evolution has happened very rapidly, certainly in the last 20 years, and it keeps accelerating, right? I think that we are all experiencing that. Um, 20, 25 years ago, when we were starting, you know, it was, uh, I think that DI in general was a new thing in terms of being able to slice and dice information to maybe do some uh, geolocalization in maps and, you know, being able to just click on certain data points and explore what was behind. I think from that, we have progressed into larger models with larger streams of data, um, particularly, of course, with the development of, of the internet and internet-based uh, applications into not only developing or, or uh, providing that functionality with very specific sets of aggregated data, but rather doing at a scale so that details become details of the data and large sets of data become available for this type of analysis, uh, even on the fly, right? So that has been the challenge. And I think that everything that has transpired, particularly in the last 15 years, I think, and, and mostly the, the last 10, is let's accelerate. Let's um, uh, help um, address the needs of the business in a faster way, in a more nimbler way. Um, because it's not only IT that is evolving, rather that the business environment is evolving, right? We are in a much more global world than we were 20, uh, 30 years ago. Uh, what was happening, I don't know, in uh, you know three regions in North America, let's say US, Canada, and Mexico, uh, 25 years ago when I was starting. Um, now it, it's the world. It's let's identify what opportunities may exist for us as a company in Europe, according to these types of data, uh, let's contrast with opportunities or cost of opportunity that we may have in other regions of the world. Let's identify what's happening right now with this type of, I don't know, products or services. And I'm, I'm not only talking about what's happening within my organization, but in general, right, in the, in the business uh, um, uh, 
as a whole, the, the economy of, of the 21st century. We need to find uh, opportunities uh, in, in almost in real time. Let's see what we can do now. Let's see how we can implement very quickly to uh, either gain market share or increase revenues, increase profitability. All these things are really where are driving um, the, the fast pace of analytics to the extent that all these different technologies are converging into answering those uh, and the challenge is to put them together, make them work. Uh, I think that sometimes we, uh, and particularly talking about me on the back end of the of the aisle, the, the engineering side, uh, sometimes people imagine that thanks to all these technologies, things can happen very quickly. And we sort of forget the human side of things. Bringing the technology together and making it work really requires a lot of knowledge, understanding, uh, coordination on the human side of the resources, not only from the IT side, but also the business, understanding better how that technology can be uh, implemented, how it can be orchestrated, what is required from different types of people, individuals, groups within the organization in order to make it work. So that is all the challenge, right? It's technology, it's people, it's processes, and faster than ever before. Mm -hmm. And scaling it as well. I think when last year we connected, uh, that was basically the landscape of where we started of the conversation that, look, the technology in and of itself, the, the capacity of the technology to make these things happen, that in and of itself is not a challenge anymore. You know, it's growing, it's expanding, it's abundantly available. Of course, you need in-depth technical knowledge of how to seam these technologies together and integrate it into a business. But then on the integration side, like very quickly as a data science, data analytics practitioner, you will come up against what you already pointed out, the, the, the people bottleneck. So even when uh, data analytics is trending, even when people are talking about AI machine learning, even when you know, you can hear from Gartner, you can hear from McKinsey, they roll out their annual 80 page ebook on, you know, how businesses are becoming more data driven and business leaders are investing into data analytics. There is still that resistance that you come up against when you are trying to integrate analytics into the organization, right? And I think when you and I spoke and you joined the masterclass, like that was the the the, the pivot that we actually built the conversation around. So, um First of all, as you entered into conversation with your peers, like what came out of those conversations as kind of like the, the, the main takeaways for you? You and I already spoke about this. Actually, I think people uh, in our community already heard you reflecting on this. But then uh, what did you see as the main takeaways of managing people and processes when you're trying to implement organizational change to make sure that being data-driven is not just a buzzword anymore, but it's really becoming a way of life? And whatever you know, answers you, you give here, maybe we can zoom in uh, on a few of those. Certainly. Yeah, uh, I think that uh, we agree on the, the challenges on the human side of the equation. Uh, and it, to me, those challenges um, span, uh, you know, a range of different uh, elements. It's from the technical side, you know, the, of course, the understanding of the technology. And I think that, as you pointed out, everybody has a, at least a very good grasp of what technology can do. But we don't always understand how it, the technology needs to be implemented in order to do those things that we think that, that it can do. Um, and the how requires a lot of understanding, commonality or common understanding, rather, 
across different groups of individuals. On the business side, of course, you know, it's the, the executives, of course, who are requesting uh, to use these technologies in order to answer very specific sets of problems, uh, business problems uh, within the company or within the industry. Again, it can be about revenue or um, particularly in the last couple of years during the COVID years, you know, the, the problems that we had uh, overall in the economy with the supply chain, how to accelerate, uh, you know, the, bypassing problem spots within the supply chain of different types of products. Um, so from that into groups of uh, the individuals that actually work with the data, either data scientists or data stewards, you know, people who are in charge of uh, making sure that the data conforms to certain aspects of either quality, uh, uh, governance, uh, understanding across different organizations for the data actually to make sense. Two people uh, on the engineering side, like myself, either within operations or delivery that we need to execute you know, different types of enhancements on the data in order to make uh, to achieve those goals. So bring all these different uh, types of individuals, of groups, of visions of the data, lenses. Uh, I think that you and I have used that, that word before, you know, the lenses of different groups of individuals into um, executing towards those goals is what is important. It's also, uh, I would say, one of the main challenges, in addition to, of course, the, the, the technology per se. And keeping up with, um, you know, the, 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 te the technical aspects, as well as the knowledge elements that need to stay within the organization is important as well. And that will be my, my last point here. I think that, of course, you know, as the technology has evolved, as the economy itself has presented many challenges, again, particularly during the last three years of COVID, when we have seen also many shifts in the market in terms of, you know, either, uh, you know, the, the particular technology uh, marketplace in the United States and in other places in, in in Europe uh, and, and Asia, where you know people saw uh, many opportunities to you know move into other areas very quickly, the um, the challenge of keeping the knowledge within the organization is an important one as well, because people tend to move very quickly, at least tended to move very quickly, you know, during, for example, 2021, 2022, into different organizations. So that challenge of keeping the knowledge in place and uh, assessing the what is important in order to keep in the human side of the equation is also one of the challenges that we have needed to facilitate um uh, you know bypass or or, or fill the gaps that have mm. existed absolutely no, th this is a really cool topic of how to keep the knowledge in the organization especially with this this high turnover of you know employees leaving companies joining uh, new companies um, it's it's very trendy today, so it's a very relevant challenge, which uh, I will definitely want to ask you about. And before we go there, so yes, of course, we talked about the technical side. Uh, you guys need to be always look at the where did the data analytics pr uh, practitioner, uh, someone whose craft is data an analytics. You have to wear two different hats. One side, you're a builder, you're an architect, and you need to be like an engineer of solutions. Mm -hmm. You need to have that technical understanding, but at the same time. You have to be that kind of visionary who who can align perspectives of, of different people, can really speak into that in a powerful way to bring people together and make them see the same version of the future that you can invite them into. And as a lead, that's what a leader does ultimately. So uh, in that actually 
I think over the years, what we found is this, this is how storytelling becomes very practical. Storytelling is a nice buzzword. People kind of think the data storytelling, maybe there are data points and I tell a short anecdote around that. That's not really what it is. I mean, on the leadership level, right. it's really about crafting an engaging narrative about what data analytics means for the company, why that's relevant to the key stakeholders that you're actually addressing, what version of the future can be possible if everyone bought into the same idea and creating that kind of confidence and certainty around how that will actually shape out. So uh, maybe if we if we talk about engaging people and storytelling, and especially if you think about like why you joined the masterclass and then how you came mm -hmm. out and maybe some of your priorities got reorganized. Can you speak a little bit about that? Like how do you see the relevance of storytelling when you want to implement these technologies, especially when you want to align your key stakeholders in the business? Absolutely. And um, that's an important aspect of working with the data. And again, as you mentioned, you and I have spoken about this in the past. And in particular to me, that aspect of storytelling was really one of the elements that brought me to, to the masterclass and to connect with you guys. I was looking for that expanding that community of knowledge, if you will, if we can call it that way, beyond the, the walls of my own organization and other that, that I deal with on a daily basis. Because sometimes, you know, despite the fact that uh, particularly, you know, Walgreens, a very large organization, there are many different challenges and, uh, you know, things can be very exciting, but they can also be very demanding. And unfortunately, sometimes, even though the, the expense may be ample, uh, sometimes our hats and our eyes, you know, can get too focused on one single view of the needs of the equation. To me, it was important to expand my uh, uh, the community, my contacts in, in a community of practice, if you will, in order to see things differently, approach other different angles on the on the equation, particularly again the storytelling. I mentioned before that you know naturally my personality, my interests have always been have gravitated towards the analytical side, a sort of an engineering mind, and I like to work with the data. I like to find facts in the data, but Presenting those facts to different audiences requires also a different degree of understanding, both of the, the audiences and the um, art, I would say, of communicating. And that's what, to me, storytelling development uh, you know, encompasses. It's not what you want to say, but how you want to say how, how you can say it, how you have to say it in order for it to click with your audience. So, uh, and, and I think that I have mentioned, you know, or tried to mention this in this conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. It's not only what we can achieve ourselves in the single individuals in, you know, doing different types of work, but nowadays the work is cooperative, totally cooperative. We cannot do anything meaningful, you know, just one guy or a small group of guys in a room. We have to work with others. Either it's you know making sense or, or implementing certain technologies or achieving certain goals, but actually helping the business utilize particularly data, utilize those data elements as tools in order to achieve the goals. We have to act in coordination, and that coordination demands communication, and the communication demands different levels of connection that uh, makes sense across those individuals 
and I cannot, you know, rely only on my single, my own personal view of data. Maybe it's an individual on the sales side who is, you know, to work with customers directly or works in an industry group where he needs to bring that own story. So connecting at that level is important. I need to understand his needs. I need to understand the processes as well as I need to understand the data and being able to relay that through a storytelling skills that I am in the process of developing. Mm, absolutely. It's, it's, I think that was a very uh, like astute way of giving that panorama of, okay, what, what, what are we up against here? Because everyone talks about this, right? You go to a conference and people will tell you that, look, it's a data professional, you know, apart from all the technical stuff and, you know, the sponsors and the vendors coming in to market solutions, which are often, by the way, very useful. But then everyone says that, you know, and what you need to focus on is really bringing people together and really connecting right. with the business. But then no one really talks about how to do that. So we see storytelling as a very powerful tool with which you can achieve that that alignment and that engagement, right? Because as you said, you see data analytics in a certain way. I mean, you're a professional. You've been around the block. You speak the secret uh, language. You use the secret handshake of analytics. And we are in this world. But when you approach someone with this in the business, there are a lot of things, especially two things. One is confusion. And the other sometimes is fear. Some of the two worst emotions. Uh, In the previous podcast, we talked about this with uh, Vivek Patel. It was a great conversation from Ampere. And... uh, in order to break through that, the best tool that you can use, or maybe the only tool, is to get this person mm-hmm. to see the world in the same way as you see it. But you need to bridge that gap then, because you inhabit different universes in that sense. You're watching different movies, right? And the story right. becomes what analytics is, what it means for the business, what we're doing here, and why that's relevant to, uh, to you, mm-hmm. like who you're talking to, your stakeholder. That's the bridge. And that bridge can only be like extended towards that individual if you tell a story. And now you're looking at the same thing. Now you're looking in the same direction. And then now you have the opportunity to speak that alternate version of reality into being, right? By you embarking on that journey. So storytelling becomes extremely practical in that. And it's very interesting you you mentioned this uh, whole idea of keeping the knowledge in the organization. So when we're talking about keeping the knowledge in the organization, that's a whole different thing now. So we're talking here about the processes that you develop on the on the data data side with your team with basically what you guys implement to keep your successes sustainable right can you just talk a little bit little bit about that like we don't often talk about processes on the on the podcast but i think it's absolutely crucial so um what is your view on the importance of implementing the right processes? And then what do you mean by keeping the knowledge in the organization? What I mean by keeping the knowledge in the organization is, of course, trying to retain people, uh, you know, again, centering on the human side of, of things. And um, of course, we are presented with many challenges that are not only particular to the state of the economy, uh, the, but also the industry and the individuals per se. You know, there is certainly a generational shift that has come up with, you know, the, the advent of the Internet, the development of the Internet, particularly now in our um, social environment. You know, younger people are interested in many, many more things than, you know, people like me, you know, from who started our careers 25 years ago. So um, understanding the individuals, what their challenges are, what, what their, their interests are is important as well. 
and of course, us uh, managers or uh, individuals in leadership positions, um, we don't have time for everything, right? We either manage the business or, or uh, you know, the data assets, as is in my case, we manage uh, requirements, uh, but, we, but we also need to manage people. And management, uh, at least to me, it means many different things. At least to me, it means also connecting with the people, connecting with the individuals, understanding where they are coming from, what they are really inching towards, what is propelling, what, what is motivating them. Uh, and as I was saying before, it's not just about the work or salary or position anymore, but particularly I would say on the data science side of things or people that work with data, uh, there are other motivators as well. I think that connecting with them and um, I wouldn't say, you know, working towards fulfilling those goals because of course uh, resources are limited. I cannot, uh, you know, help everybody if, you know, they are, trying to change the world in certain areas. But I can certainly present a more realistic uh, approach as to why what we do is important as well within the context of their own goals, their own uh, achievements and, and pursuits. And showing that um, the, the scenarios of the forest that lays in front of us is, I think, important. And for that, I think that, again, connecting with individuals and being able to tell the story, not in this case, maybe there's so much the story of the data, but the story of our lives, of our careers is important as well. So that is on the human side and, and, and how I approach my uh, management style. But I think in terms of tools and really more on the technical side of things, on keeping the, the knowledge within the organization, of course, there are tools, there are processes that are important. You know, metadata management is important, very important in our, in our area not only for the engineering side of things, but also for, for uh, users, for individuals who work with the data, either data scientists or analysts or whatever. Uh, we need to understand what is in front of us. Where is it located? You know, how different pieces of information that may be coming from different sources can be related to each other. So that metadata management is, is very important. You know, there are tools, there are cat data catalogs that allow that to, to uh, be achieve, of course, with certain levels of degrees. So uh, working with those, uh, advocating for the implementation, for the maintenance, for um, you know, keeping them whole is important. Sometimes not only large organizations like mine, but any type of organization we think that, uh, or leadership executives think, okay, I invested uh, $12 million or whatever it is, amount of money into this today, now I'm all set. No. That requires additional uh, maintenance. It requires additional investments. It also requires people to maintain that. So keeping those mm, uh, needs uh, in the visibility of executives is important as well as actually making it happen with the resources that exist within my own group of individuals. So it, it's um, uh, like with the data. It's keeping our heads in many or our eyes in different sides of the uh, span of data practices that are associated towards driving this goal. Got it. Okay. I actually, yeah. So, so I assume that you were actually talking about processes on your team that you develop to keep your delivery effective. And then because of the employee turnover, I thought that you were referring to keeping knowledge, knowledge in the organization 
that, but this is even more exciting what you just mentioned, right. because, okay, so it really deals with, and correct me if I'm wrong. So often data analytics practitioners talk about the last mile problem. Of course, I built something and then I need to get it to the, uh, get it to the user. It really needs to reach the user. It needs to be delivered, given to them. But actually on the previous masterclass that we just run, uh, we just ran, uh, someone mentioned that, look, it doesn't stop there. So there needs to be almost like a follow-up to that. Uh, and making sure that the adoption is is deep, that there's follow through on that. And so you meant by keeping the knowledge in the organization, once you actually achieve that state of, okay, we came up with meaningful insights, the knowledge is impacting the business, that you keep the, those stakeholders engaged with that. that is, is that what you meant? Yes, that is correct. And actually, you know, going back to the uh, item on people's management, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, one of the things that I try very intentionally to make sure that my team understands is that uh, communicating with stakeholders is not just up to me, right? I, I may be the boss or whatever, and you may be expecting me to have these relationships at a different level with, um, you know, individuals who are counterparts on the business. But you are also a leader in the in knowing the data, in knowing um, how you know we operate within it. Uh, understanding how it relates to other items or aspects of information within the organization. So you also need to develop this, these relationships, not only with your counterparts, but also at a higher level, you are a, a provider of knowledge. You're a valuable person in that regard. So for me also uh, motivating those uh, um, skill sets, the development of those skill sets is important within my group. And that's actually what I meant with uh, trying to help individuals, my people, to develop those areas. So both in terms of career and also personal development that exists within the organization. I may not necessarily help to be able to help individuals if they want to be you know, a CEO in the next uh, five or 10 years. You know, I wish that everybody would be able to do that, but I can certainly show why the work that we are doing today is important in order to develop the skill sets, the relationships, the knowledge and understanding of different audiences that is important to get to where you want to go. So again, it's about developing the, or, or being able to tell the stories, being able to, um, you know, run with additional responsibilities in regards of the, the, the data itself, knowing the data, and developing the processes, or rather keeping the processes that help us maintain the knowledge within the organization. So all those things are important. Mm, absolutely. And I think you're hitting on uh, like a very important point here, because even though data science is, is called the sexiest profession of the 21st century, right? Uh, a lot of people are concerned about, you know, maybe even just certain aspects of that were being automated out of existence. They're work being devalued through that potentially uh, and a lot of people are taking ownership of this right now and they are uh, taking on board what we call complementary skills i mean we talked a lot about that also on the masterclass those complementary skills really just ensure that facts as you call it data is facts and need to present the facts to the organization because these facts are powerful i mean they they make money right so if these facts are acted upon there is an impact on the on the revenue. You know, people's people will get higher bonuses. Careers progress. You know, careers are made, and all that. Now, that objective fact that technology makes available and the technical knowledge makes accessible, right? Without influence, 
in the business, it won't have any value. And the, Im- and the influence side, so we always say this is this could be our, our tagline, I guess, that mm-hmm. objective truth needs more influence in the business, right? And influence itself has nothing to do with technology. It has to do with certain different factors. We always bring this example of, of how influence often is mystified, is this kind of thing. It's like, ooh, people telling stories, archetypes, Joseph Campbell, all that stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's that's very useful, but it's actually very simple. It's kind of like setting a fire. The fire cannot be, you, you cannot just you know force it into existence. You need to create the conditions for the fire to emerge. Absolutely. And in the case of a fire, that's a flammable object, heat, oxygen. Now, if those conditions align, uh, the fire emerges, whether you want it or not, right? But if one of those are missing, then there's no fire. So influence is the same. And the pillars, what we found over the years is really, we talk about this a lot with the uh, with our community members, is trust, value. And then the third is what people often miss or dismiss is position slash trust. No, no, no position slash status, right? So trust, Correct. value, and then how you're positioned in the organization. And that is true for your function, your data analytics function, but also it's true for you as a professional, either your data leader, or even just a data scientist, right? You represent your ambassador of analytics. If you want to engage the business, you need to push those levers. Now, very specific things you can do to elevate yourself in those areas, and these feed into each other. So the more you grow on one, the other two will also be enhanced and vice versa. So you really want to get into this upward spiral when you're in a position when, look, you want to do anything, instead of experiencing all these invisible, almost inexplicable resistances on the business side, the opposite happens. Like people lean in, people embrace whatever you want to tell them. You know, they are seeking ways to collaborate with you because they trust you, provide value because you're someone that they prioritize due to your position and status in the business. Now, those skills, very specific skills, that data science professionals are already using to future-proof their careers because these are the elements that no AI, just because of like the, the the nature of the landscape, AI will do a lot. And AI and uh, different new technologies will take over a bunch of things. But these are specifically human endeavors that can, if you implement them, they're force multipliers. So your impact right. in the business will be just strongly, strongly enhanced and boosted. So um, on that note, so what are your best ways to communicate these ideas, you know, uh, uh, to your team, for example? So you mentioned that, you know, you can't be there on the front lines as a leader. You need to prioritize things as well. So do you have any specific ways of really uh, implanting the, that knowledge and really lending that understanding to them so that they will start developing themselves in the right way? Yeah, I would say through my experience, it's a, I think it's a balanced approach. As I was saying before, you know, nobody can spend a good, good enough time in everything that we need to do. So we need to pick our, our, our fires, right? Our, our battles and prioritize. And to me, helping develop my team in different areas is what is important because it is through them that I can also accomplish more things. And I believe that it is the same in the practice of any uh, any group of individuals, particularly again, as we're talking into data management, whether it's data analysts or individuals like me on the data engineering side, um, it is through the work that we, do 
or the development of our resources that we can achieve more. So what I tried to do is spend um, a balanced amount of time looking into details, you know, helping uh, individuals, not only uh, them uh, getting knowledge or getting my experience on things or understanding the, my approach to doing certain things so it can be replicated with others, but also for me to understand how they operate. And also I, uh, learn a lot from individuals who are actually doing the work, more of the detailed work with the data. I try to spend uh, time looking at the data in a more detailed way uh, every once in a while in order to gain knowledge uh, and maintain my own knowledge of the data at a detailed level. And then derive certain insights, you know, particularly in regards to uh, developing the process of deriving insights or validating that process. I like to understand also how individuals are making, you know, what type of inferences they are making based on what, what um, type of information they may be bringing to the equation when we're trying to resolve a problem. And also uh, one important element is you don't have to do everything yourselves. And just because maybe the business in this case is reaching out for us to answer X, Y, and Z problem with a certain report or with a certain stream of data, you don't, we don't have to do it by ourselves. There are other individuals in the organization, either within our own IT teams or other individuals that we have worked in the business before that may have uh, valuable input here. And this is where relationships and past experiences are important too. I think that uh, you know, keeping a certain goal of uh, feeding a cert, uh, uh, this type of what I call um, uh, a virtual cycle, of information that is based on own experience, my own experiences, the data itself and relationships, taking advantage of those three elements is important in order to arrive to a solution or, or a way forward faster. The, the last thing that I will say about this is that also many times, particularly again on the engineering side of things, we try to look for perfection or to answer, have all the I's and the T's on the, uh, either in the data or in the processes before we actually go out and start declaring our, our you know, the results of our, of our battles. I think that that is, that, that is not the right approach because that usually takes much longer to, to achieve and um, may lead into the wrong path. So we need to continually work closer with other individuals who can present a valuable uh, input uh, or, or aspect of the data as we are doing analysis in order to derive or validate um, you know, certain propositions faster and arrive to an agreement on what we need to do. And sometimes that ultimate uh, agreement or, or path forward is not necessarily the ultimate one. Maybe it's also a path or a, a way to get into the next stage as we work towards a final solution. So this iterative approach to me is an important one as well in order to move faster because otherwise we are never going to, you know, we go into sometimes into the, that analysis paralysis uh, statement <laughs> that I think that we're all are very familiar with. Absolutely. And I really like the idea of you, know, you as a leader actually looking at the data so, so, so that you're in touch with what's happening on the ground and, you know, bringing your built up intuitions and uh, your skills of being able to act on those to optimize what you guys are doing, super valuable. It also brings a question to mind, which maybe just ties back a little bit to the whole idea of bringing 
the data and the business closer together. So what is your view on data literacy and especially when you think about how data literacy, it's one of those new things that different people can can mean different things, right? Uh, by it. So sometimes data literacy is really, uh, for someone can be making sure that everyone knows what the data lake is. You know, that's kind of the, the ambition that they have. And for some people, data literacy can be a tool to actually come closer to the business, closing that gap rather. And one thing you can do is you proactively approach the business, speak their language, like turn your own narrative into something that they can easily understand and making sure that it's not full of jargon, making sure that it's really simple and slick and it actually appeals to the personal motivational levers of the individual. Or you can also bring them up to your level. Maybe they need to speak more data. Maybe they should be the ones who upskill themselves so that they can be a part of the you know, the our little data world, which is not that little, it's growing, right? So we're not leading the witness too much because sometimes we do bring uh, competing and sometimes controversial opinions into this. It's not like we, you know, it's not a, not a hill to die on for us, but we have our own opinions. But what is your take on this? So what is the right balance here? Uh, I will say again that, at least in my experience, it goes back to those relationships that I was uh, describing mm -hmm. before. Um, yeah, and it's not, you know, just about, you know, getting to know an individual and, you know, you know, arranging for a coffee every once in a while. No, it's rather uh, being able to develop the confidence of working with others at a value level, uh, providing valuable expertise from our side to those individuals, as well as we take that value into our own um objectives and goals. For, I will put an example. Just yesterday, I, I was having a conversation uh, about a certain problem with an individual on the business side uh, that was looking to understand what we were doing, uh, you know, my team and others in the engineering side in order to, you know, bypass certain problems that we're experiencing with, with a type of data. And I was uh, describing the, you know, providing a little bit of the background of you know how these things develop and what we have been doing over the last few months in regards to uh, achieving certain stability in, in the way that this data is being brought into the organization and how we are relating it to other uh, domains of data. And um, uh, he proposed the, the uh, take on you know after I was exposing my my. Um, uh, experience or, or the, the facts within our side of how we're dealing with the problems. Uh, although I was trying to do it at a way that was summary and very business oriented, you know, I, I kind of also completely take my hard hat of the engineering side out of the equation. So his take is, why don't we, you know, go back and forth? Let me reiterate what I'm hearing and help me um, uh, develop a, a story. Although he didn't use the word story, let me put it in. He said, let, let me put it into a statement that can actually be brought to our executive, the individuals that we need to report to. So we went through an exercise of a little bit back and forth in terms of these uh, elements of truth, these facts that I was relaying to, to him in regards to not only the data, but the way that we are operating our own processes and uh, sometimes limitations and making it easy to understand for an executive who 
It's, it's not that an executive is not capable of understanding this necessarily, but time is of essence. You know, if we are going to have, I don't know, 15 minutes with this individual, um, we need to present the data in a way that is easily understandable and can lead towards the right decision and the right action. Because what we want ultimately is to have an action or a set of actions associated to this problem. Either it is investment, which is something that I was requesting yesterday, or certain spend in a certain area of our engineering site in order to bypass a problem that we're having with uh, some resources, consulting in, in particular. So this um, type of back and forth or, or interactions rather with other individuals is what I mean with relationships, developing internal relationships with other areas of the organization, whether in the business, whether again, uh, continually within IT or whatever. Uh, third parties could be, you know, particularly in large organizations, we interact with a lot of vendors. So having this, um, developing these relationships and this value uh, links uh, within the, the organization is important in order to generate action faster. And again, it comes back to telling the story, not only within amongst ourselves, but in terms of what we need others, particularly those executives who are, can make things happen, go into uh, taking the right action uh, based on the right information. So I'll put it that way. Mm, no, that's fantastic. And we always look at storytelling through, through that, you know, threefold lens of you have the storyteller. So who the story comes from, like, that's very important when it comes to how the story is embraced by the person that you're talking to. So that's, that's the, 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 where the story is received, right? So those are two players, and then you have the story shared in between them. So when you want to be an effective storyteller, which means, again, storytelling not for its own sake, but to bring about certain outcomes, it can only be accessed through that very particular tool, then you need to focus on those three elements. It always boils down to that, right? And the one crucial element, which, I mean, I would love to explore more, but unfortunately, I don't think we'll have the time, but maybe you can speak into this a little bit. Like, there is a, a conception issue with data analytics, like data analytics leaders and data analytics itself is not being seen the right way. The, the the leadership presence is not being received the right way by people. A lot of times data analytics gets shoved into this kind of mental box of data analytics people doing data analytics things in the data analytics corner. You know, a lot of times this is how you turn into a data analytics vending machine. And that's right. not the right way. A lot of times people think that that's almost like success because you're getting engagement from the business. But if you want to, if you have higher ambitions, being in that box can really work against you. So how do you think that you should be seen like what actually facilitates uh, you getting the right opportunities and you getting the opportunity to, to do meaningful work with your stakeholders. How should you be seen? We always bring that example of the data conciliaire, which uh, originally I think it was from Pete Williams from Penguin Random House who dropped it and yeah. I, uh, we, we keep using this. Um, so how do you think that you should be seen to have a, a strong influential leadership presence as a data analytics practitioner? Certainly, it's um, we go back to uh, telling the story and helping achieve goals. Uh, of course, you know within the professional setting, uh, being part of any organization, particularly uh, economic organizations. You know, it could also be you know, maybe nonprofits, but a for-profit organization like the ones that we work for. You know, we are always pursuing uh, economic opportunities. You know, either reducing costs increasing value, increasing revenues, increasing profitability, centering our thinking in terms of 
the actual goal, that the goals that we're pursuing as an organization is important. It's either about our customers, serving them uh, more closely, getting them to, getting to understand them better, uh, maybe helping grow our brands, our uh, you know, different lines of business, or uh, reducing costs or increasing profitability on you know, certain aspects of either services or, or uh, products. That's, those, I would say, are the most important aspects. So keeping an eye on that within every story that I'm going to tell within the organization, to me, that's what's important. And that's what helps me connect with uh, either executives or other individuals within the organization at a value proposition level. I'm not just wasting the people's time you know, telling them about my problems with the data or with the engineering processes or with our systems, but I'm bringing, you know, uh, I'm telling the, uh, I, I'm bringing a story about the challenges that are in the way of us as a company achieving those objectives of being closer to our customers, to you know, generating revenues, increased revenues or whatever. That's what is important. And what I'm telling you is important because I can tell you exactly where the problems are and how those are affecting those objectives. So to me, it comes to that. It's keeping the focus on what is important, the goals of the organization, our mission statement, uh, our key performance indicator, also understanding those. I think that that is important. For me, it's important to understand what revenue means, what um, you know, increased profit profitability means in different areas of the business. Mm -hmm. So those metrics are important as well to understand. Uh, and ultimately, telling, again, telling the story, you know, the ability to tell the right story in the right amount of time. So I would say those are the three most, most important aspects. Well, all I can say is amen. And I think that's a good note to uh, finish on uh, as well. Uh, so thank you, Gil. Uh, this was uh, fantastic. I was looking forward to this conversation. Uh, again, thank you for your contributions so far to our community. Uh, if anyone would want to meet Kill, I think uh, you'll be able to do that later on in the year, uh, uh, maybe in person, right? So uh, we look forward to that as well. That will be our grand finale uh, for the year, uh, only for our alumni. Uh, so yeah, we look forward to that. And uh, Kill, we look forward to working with you on in the community moving forward. Excellent. Same here. Thank you, Laszlo. And thanks, everybody.